0: What'd you say?
1: Oh <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce me.
0: Yeah, I'm, gonna, say me. I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm
1: good. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to say something. I'm so sorry.
2: I had a whole thing. I had a whole bit about why is the stripper dead, but like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't Oh, dear. Work. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm Bangkali Mokwede, and I'm joined by my regular co host, Bureau George Fatcher. I've got nothing me to say this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. And in the words of the great Mr. Peanut Butter, what is this? A crossover episode? <laughs> we are joined by Hajar. From the incredible podcast Downtime with Hadja, how are you?
1: Hi everyone, my name is Hadja, and yes, I am the podcast host of Downtime with Hadja. Thank you guys for inviting me to popcorn for dinner.
2: It's our first special crossover episode. Well, happy. That's Um Before we go in, why don't you tell everyone the ten people that listen to our podcast about your podcast? <laughs> like five, monkey, or oh. well, five plus us.
1: Well, um, so I also host a film and television podcast. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Deezer, something else. Every single podcast hosting platform, you will be able to find my podcast. And I talk about film and TV just like... um, this podcast but i do it a bit differently in t- in that sometimes i go a bit more detailed i discuss things like you know the philosophy
2: of. wow she came to our podcast to shoot us <laughs> oh my lord during all the shades uh... of the
1: messages of these movies i try and you know related to you know things i've read fiction plays, shakespeare and um try and discuss what we can take from these films and apply as meaning to our own lives. So yes, it's a lot of my musings about oh, film and yeah. TV. But Did she just
2: did she just say that she's smarter than us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what she's saying she's directly, what Yeah. I
1: said that is so <laughs> I talk I, I talk <laughs>
2: about Shakespeare. <laughs> 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 deal with it. Yeah. Okay. Shakespeare, <laughs> who's that? It's I've not about of of Shakespeare before.
1: though. Sometimes I talk about pop culture and the city girl.
2: So like sometimes I dumb it down like this boy's No, um, no. no it's fine. Well what, what we, we can guys, understand here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
1: um they're better than me. Their podcast is a lot funnier. Mine is quite boring and serious. Um so yes, that is my podcast.
2: <laughs> um yeah, anyone that is listening, I go check it out. I think she's covered some of the shows that we love on this episode, on this podcast, like um Euphoria. Um, industry even though she's messaged me directly about my thoughts on euphoria and how (laughs) she doesn't really agree with them but um yeah euphoria industry she's done some conceptual episodes on malcolm x and some movies that i'm yet to see so i think go check it out it's a very good podcast and we're glad that she agreed to come on glad to have you (laughs) um i must apologize i had intended for there to be at least a couple more women on this podcast to talk about this movie, mainly because I don't... Honestly, if this movie wasn't, like, in the Oscars, I don't think I'll be talking about it because I don't know if I'm the one to talk about this movie. And it's, like, I just... I I don't know if this movie is meant for me to talk about, but, hey, um, so if most of the um, heavy duties fall on your shoulders, I do apologise, but...
1: (laughs) Funny enough, I think that this is one of those films that, um, despite... You know, the message and despite the themes, it's actually the point of it is so that it's spoken about by everyone. I think that's one of actually the main messages Mm -hmm. that I kind of drew from the film because it really is about how everyone plays a part. So I I think that it it might be, I guess, I I don't know, more appropriate, whatever that means, to have uh, more women on here. But I do think that this is actually quite fitting for, like, I think what, um, for now wants the movie to
2: do yeah well those women who didn't come on they know themselves
3: and <laughs> yeah, you had to pull me in for last minute
4: didn't you yeah,
2: I was like, <laughs> Geez. promising young woman the breakout hit from 2020 written and directed by emerald Fennell. so this movie follows cassie a 30 year old woman played by carrie mulligan who goes out to nightclubs and pretends to be drunk and basically attracts men who are looking to prey on women that are that drunk and then goes home with them and essentially um, embarrasses them when they, when they realize that she's quite sober. Um, Hadja, what do you think this film is about? Let, let, let's start from there.
1: Um, so I think this film is about many, many things. Um, obviously. But the main thing it is about is just the insidious nature of rape culture. It's really just about it's about rape culture and it's about, I guess, a sort of subversion of the revenge fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, the title is pretty telling. Before I even watched the trailer, I could guess what it was about. Um, Promising Young Woman. You know, they always use that. She subverts that because they always use that to describe the rapists who, you know, are accused. They always say, Mm. oh, he was a promising young man and now this is happening. I remember when the Brock Turner thing happened. It was all, oh my God, he goes to, I think he went to Stanford. He was like in the swim team. He was going to do so many great things and look at how this promising young man has, you know, has lost his life because of a rape accusation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, that's what the movie I think it's about. It's just like it's about the way that women deal with that, and the way that the world deals with the women dealing with that, and um yeah.
2: I'll actually get back to that in a bit because there's there's some points there that I wanted to pull out from. But Obi, when did you first hear about this movie? And I guess in turn, what, what were your thoughts on the film?
3: um Probably like four weeks ago when it was uh when you told me to watch it, and when you sent in the you sent in the little um, schedule and everything. So. Well, it was kind of like one of these movies that was because we follow the on the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. We follow the you know awards races and all the kind of atmosphere that you know, mm. especially leading up to the Oscars. And obviously, I've heard about you know Carey Mulligan's performance in this movie, so I kind of wanted to see what the fuss of the movie was about. I thought it was one of those um, another kind of revenge thriller kind of movies. So. I'm not sure if you've seen this movie. I think it's called "I Spit on Your Grave" or something like that. I've heard of it, it. Yeah, yeah, came 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 out a while back. I think it's actually a remake as well. And there's another movie that came out like three years ago. I can't remember. I think it's called "Unthinkable" or something like that. And it's kind of like a revenge thriller as well. So when I saw the trailer, I thought I kind of thought it was going to be a revenge. Um, kind of a woman gets sexually assaulted or raped, and she kind of takes it out on all the parties who are somewhat responsible for that. But kind of watching the movie, um, just basically echoing what Hadja said, there's a lot of kind of things to take from the movie. But I think just as a whole, it's definitely, it's a commentary on how normalized, you know, rape culture is and just the internalized misogyny that that is just embedded in us through, you know, things we see, things we hear, the way we talk about women, what we see, you know, mm. on TV and the music we listen to as well. Just all these things are so embedded in us that we just can't until someone eventually kind of opens our eyes to how um ridiculous and dumb we look regarding those views that we don't really see it till then
2: what about you um so i i think i first heard about this movie when it was at sundance so we're talking about maybe like january 2020 and that was just mostly because i usually have like a day where i'm just going through the youtube rabbit hole so like when all the Sundance trailers come out, I'm watching all the trailers, and then you find out six months later that half of those movies are terrible. So um, I think I watched the trailer, and it was I think that first trailer was a very subdued trailer, as opposed to the one that came out obviously when the movie was coming out theatrically. It was really just focusing on what, what uh, at least what I remember what Cassie was doing, like her going to the clubs and acting drunk and stuff like that. And I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, Karen Mulligan, in a lot of um male actors that i like and i was like and we'll talk about that in a second and i was like okay, yeah. this could be good but it could also be terrible like it's one of those things that like if it's not handled properly it could be a shit shit and i forgot about it for a while and then obviously then you like you said all the steam started coming out and, I, and then i found out that it was written and directed by emerald finnell who i was like wait i know that name and then i realized it was like um camilla on the crown and i was like okay that's weird and then I was like, she was the showrunner of season two of Killing Eve, and then oh I'm like, God. oh, okay. So then, <laughs> her just face is just like, what?
1: I just what didn't you? know this. I didn't know it was her.
2: I think she was the showrunner of season two, and she left. I guess, I guess she left to do to do this, and not a good season. Well, we're not going to talk about Killing Eve. Um, <laughs> and that kind of once I found out that she was the showrunner of Killing Eve, it Inadvertently framed what this movie was for me, because then I started seeing. I didn't watch the trailer because I was like, okay, I want to watch this movie. I'm gonna try and avoid the trailer. But then I started seeing posters, and the posters were very colorful, just like the movie is very bright. Very, color. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is very Villanelli, If that yeah. makes sense, I was like, I was, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, this is gonna be. And unfortunately, that kind of went with me when I was watching the movie for I'm, for good I'm or for so ill.
1: Happy. I didn't know that because I feel like. Now the parallels are so clear.
2: Yeah. But
0: like
1: yeah. at the time, I, I think I would have, yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it less than I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh,
2: I went in with, I was like, okay, so this, I could see the colors. I was like, this is very Bill killing Eve colors and everything. And I was like, okay. To talk about this movie, there's an obvious place to start, but it's also the place I don't want to start because it's also the worst place to start, which is the end. So we're not going to do that. I think we'll get to the end later because I feel like if we talk about the end now, we'll just end the podcast um (laughs) let's actually just let's just go let's try and go chronologically okay so this movie for a while kind of just you go through cassie doing i think two or three different quote-unquote traps right she goes to the club she acts drunk a guy takes her home and oh my god um just to be clear this is going to be a very spoiler filled conversation for anyone who's still who's still listening i (laughs) apologize for listening earlier but it's going to be all spoilers um what did you guys think of Cassie's plan? What were your initial reactions?
1: Um, uh, okay, so I thought, I thought this... Okay, one thing I'll say, because I don't like to just spend my time ragging on something. I really enjoyed the style. Like, I liked the whole pop music video vibe
3: music is great yeah. yeah
1: like the the music was very good the violin of toxic is brilliant i really enjoyed it it stuck in my head the whole time um and the colors are very like exciting it it makes it seem so when i when you watch that first scene and it's just colors in a club and it looks like a music video and you see these mm-hmm. men like men gyrating and and, stuff and, like it, that and it's thing, very yeah. like awkward and it's funny and you you're very like it's very clear that you're okay, here, you're watching this movie from a woman's perspective right um mm-hmm. and then her actions as you go on because it's ambiguous in the first trap that she lays i thought that she murdered these people right so it's interesting when by the second time, so I was surprised. So I guess they subverted my expectations that like, it's a nonviolent revenge thriller or fantasy or whatever. Um, in the way that she just sort of shames and embarrasses them rather than, you know, inflicting violence, violence upon them, which is different because those mm-hmm. revenge fantasies is like, okay, it's like an eye for an eye basically. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought her, I thought the the way that the scenes played out were very good. Um, it was good the way that they, they used th- those moments to talk about the themes of the movie, really. So, like, the mm-hmm. whole all-men thing was very much, like, discredited. Um, you know, the guy who's talking about the quote-unquote f- feminist man who's talking about how he understands that, you know, these things are here to oppress women and all these things. Then you have the guy who's... Nice, and you know he's this guy from the oc so He has this lovely face, and you're
2: you're used to him being. A incredible teacher. Seth Cohen! He's yeah. always going to be <laughs> Seth Cohen.
1: So, and you you know you you're expecting. Well, I wasn't expecting these people to be nice because I mean they picked her up when she was drunk. But mm-hmm. it it's very on the nose, but it is a good way of saying, "Hey, look, you're not nice. You're actually a, a predator." So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it doesn't waste time getting
2: to its message, I guess. I mean, since you mentioned um, Adam Brody, Seth Cohen, let's just talk about like the casting. What it's it's obvious, but also very effective. What Emma Fennell does here is because like these are all guys that we know as either being actual nice guys, right? Not nice guys in court, but actual nice guys, or actual just like dorks. Like it's he's McLovin. He's always going to be McLovin, yeah. right? He's Schmidt. You know, he's yeah. like his yeah. Richard Split. Um, yeah. So, like, that is what we expect these guys to be, right? And it even works in the first scene because without the presence of a woman, Adam Brody's character is defending the fact that these guys are having meetings on the golf course, a golf course that women are not allowed to. So, like, if anything, he's actually been this unnamed woman's ally in that moment. So you're like, okay, maybe he's actually the guy we expect him to be and everything. And then he's defending this woman and you don't actually think he's going to take her home. You can take um Carrie Mulligan's character home,
4: yeah,
2: and then he does, and then he gives us what orange liqueur or some some, some weird drink, Gross. orange comcord. yeah, and yeah. and obviously he grows up, proceeds to be a douchebag. Um, you were surprised about her actions. I was very disappointed <laughs> about what her what her plan was. I was honestly very disappointed. Um, yeah. I wanted her to be killing them, but then I thought about it and I was like, "Okay, well, I guess if you're killing them, there's real no next step for Ow. Like when you when you get to Ow, who's the real villain? Like, yeah. what do you do that is next, right? But it doesn't. Her plan cannot be that effective to me. Yeah. I I I don't think it's that effective. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I
3: was I was gonna I was gonna say like after she um basically exposes them for the um, pieces of shits that they are and she leaves does she expect them to be better people? Yeah,
2: like... Oh, I know, right? Like, I th- I would have... Okay, at the very least, record them. And maybe you me. like, if you do anything stupid, like, I have this for you. You tried to get with me when you thought I was drunk, or whatever, I'll report you to the police, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. have something... Because a clear example is that she does whatever she does to Adam Brody's character at the beginning. And he obviously tells his friend what happened. But that guy still goes on to pick up a drunk girl. Yeah. Right? He's not... It's only when she tells him, oh, look, there are, like, other women out here, one that carries, I think, a knife or a scissor, whatever she said. Mm-hmm. That he's like, that you mean? okay, maybe he's never going to do this again because he doesn't know who he's actually going to pick up. But, like, her original plan cannot... It's not effective, I'm sorry, but there's no way
1: yeah
4: and I
2: it's like well. it's, it's just you just you're just this one weirdo girl yeah, like,
1: yeah and i and i kept thinking if these guys are really the assholes that they are if they're really just pretending to rape you know a, a passed out woman do you really think they're gonna be like oh shucks she caught me now i'm gonna sit in the naughty corner and reflect <laughs> on my actions that was one of the things that i struggled with i i, I didn't struggle with that because I mean there are other issues I have with the film, but like, yep. this this was one of them in that like I guess I like the idea of a quote unquote non-violent revenge
3: vigilante hero kind of
1: fantasy. I like I like the the idea that Finale is trying to get at, but I think this it just feels very like lukewarm. I don't know how to say. Mm-hmm. it. Feels like they've mm-hmm. put the stakes um with the music and the 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 like the, sh- the shots the way that they zoom in and then you know they have the beat and she wakes up she's alert and then it's like you bad boy like what
4: like
2: how does that fulfill yeah that, that,
4: that <laughs> doesn't even
2: like that doesn't even scar <laughs> him like he's gonna forget what's in two weeks time like it's not yeah, i was just
1: choked up like you think he's gonna be like mm, naughty me?
2: <laughs> From the moment I just, I was just like, this is not, this is not good enough. So I was gonna say like,
3: like um, obviously we don't, we don't expect her to solve the whole problem of you know, um, Rape culture, Rape culture, and all that. But yeah. like, it's like, what can she do? And I think it's like one of like the problems I've got with this movie. Like this was like the movie was well, it was kind of marketed as a revenge thriller. And you watch it and you see it's kind of like a... It's sort of commentary on the whole, you know, wide rape culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you talk about, like, her actions as a sort of vigilante, when, when she's acting drunk, it just doesn't make any sense. Maybe it could have been some... some Maybe a fantasy kind of thing. So, What would like, be a fantasy? Like, her... What she was doing, or just, like, the whole movie as a whole. I don't know if it could have been sort of... Not marketed, or it could have been kind of like towards the fancy angle it's kind of like, like for example a dream. <laughs> not no <laughs> not not all a dream but it's <laughs> like for example for example let's say um like john wick for example they killed his dog and what happened he came around and fucking killed like 150 people mm-hmm. that's obviously it's only like if i got a dog and somebody kills it i'm not gonna go around or oh, there's literally no way i'm going to fucking kill 150 people but the thing is like it's not it's not real. It's not. Let, let me not say it's not real, but it, it's a fantasy. It's something like, "Oh, I wish I could do that."
2: It's not entirely cemented in reality, meanwhile. This exactly. Is. Yeah. Which actually, and I know, it, like, we laugh when you say, "Oh, was the only dream," but that would actually, no, 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 no that no, would no, actually no, 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 explain no, no. a lot more of the components of what happens in the film. A lot of the things that happen are so flawless. I will talk about it later, but like, for example, Cassie seems to have this unending cash flow even though yeah. she's working at the coffee shop like yeah. how, she just she just paid off that lunch with Alison Brie's character she's hiring all these hitmen how does she have these connections to this underground hitman working know, at the, right? the coffee shop this is, like these things do not this, track
1: this is
2: a so if you told me it was a dream I'd be like oh, okay god. makes sense
1: oh god I know you said that we don't want to talk about the end but I feel like
2: try not to we'll get there we'll get, to, we'll get to the
1: end but there were points in this movie where it was clear for now was like because this is what would really happen but there was so many points else in the movie where it's just like consequences up out the window yeah it mm-hmm. just works what
2: you're right because i even have it in my notes and again I, don't know. I love how we just keep on trying not to talk about the end but like all of the headings in my notes is like this movie is just a battle between the truth as in what will really happen and fantasy what we want to happen which is yeah, in yeah. the movie's an entire battle b- between those two things and it's yeah. like how does cassie have access to two two different sets of hitmen or at least like very shady characters and also just money to just keep on doing these things it's, it's like just, she, can't leave, that sustainable, she yeah. can't leave her parents house how is she paying for this
1: yeah um i guess i guess so, the point is that she doesn't leave the house. She saves money. She's
3: not paying rent. Maybe she's like investing in like stock
1: or yeah,
4: something.
2: It's But anyway, okay. Let's just, let's try and work. Let's try and work down on until until we get to the end. Because I... let me say though, let me say, because I don't want it to get, we're only like 15, 20 minutes in. I do not think this movie is a bad movie. Same. And I, like, Struck enjoy this movie. I I just think it... I think there are a lot of flaws in this movie. Even just now, us talking, like, a lot of things have just, like, started coming yeah. out. So, it's, I don't think it's a bad movie. To make it clear to anyone that's listening, like, we're not... Because we don't want to just do an episode of a movie that we hate. Yeah, and just no, that's true. And I hate... Like, I would never do
1: that.
2: Yeah, I think it's... I think it's a good movie. And I think what the flaws I find, I think people that, some people will watch this movie and not think as deeply into it and will not find those flaws or would interpret those flaws in a different way and think it makes sense. So it's like, let's, let's make that clear.
1: So I guess because I watched this movie very recently after all mm-hmm. the buzz. So the mm-hmm. first thing I thought when I watched this was this was a mid movie York cap. Like I literally just thought this was a mid movie. You guys were capping. Um and my first thought was really like I again, there are things I've enjoyed, but my first thought was I don't understand how we got this many nominations. It's just not doing anything special. Really? That's what I thought. Honestly, like I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but that's the first thing I thought. Because what I what I felt about this movie was that I enjoyed, I guess. The message. I really like Carrie Mulligan, so I'll really watch her in anything that she does. Um, and there were some stylistic choices that I enjoyed, like the tally and the, you know, like the things I enjoyed, right? But I just don't feel mm-hmm. like this movie really landed in the way that I think it intended to, because I feel like for something that was meant to, I feel, pack a lot of punch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like it only really achieved that in. 20 minutes out of the whole runtime of the movie, which is for me is just not good enough. Which
2: 20 minutes the end?
1: Yeah. The reason I will say that I, I think this movie is worth the watch is because mm-hmm. of the messages and the things that it's trying to say. Because there are a lot yeah. of things that it is trying to say. And like I wrote some of them down and I and I did think, oh yes, this is true. Um and it is something I feel you should watch. But maybe because I don't know, maybe also because I feel like we've been hit, not hit over the head, that's the wrong use of word. But, like, I feel like we've seen a lot of content in terms of writing, television, film, dealing with this topic. And I just feel like because I, ha- I have so much to compare it to, I just right. like it has paled in comparison. Is this topic,
2: are we talking about rape, rape culture?
1: Rape, rape culture. Um, Like, I May Destroy You comes to mind. The, Obviously,
2: yeah. the, the, and all the, the that, episode
1: yeah. of succession comes to mind. I just think it
2: the, one,
1: the one where she they're at the he- hearing and she has the conversation with the woman about speaking out.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, oh shit. Yeah. Part, sorry.
1: I just feel like I and some other stuff that I've seen and I just feel like maybe if this came out two years ago, I would have felt it more. But now that I actually just have so much to compare it to. I just think, and I know that's bad because I should judge it in its own right, but I can't help but judging it. It's just yeah, hard to. because yeah. of how much applause it's getting for something that mm-hmm. I'm just like, girl, it's just not giving I mean, what everyone is saying that it's
2: giving. Yeah, it that's that's very fair, but I think we can't underestimate how much of it, of is in this movie is there Like, yes, yeah, obviously definitely. we're saying of oh, what I may destroy you and whatever and stuff like that, but this is yeah, this is. A to be nominated by the
1: Academy for sure, definitely.
2: Yeah, this, this is a thriller written and directed by a woman. A woman. Like, yeah, it's not really, it's not something that is commonplace. It's yeah. like it's definitely, a quote unquote rape revenge thriller. Like. So it's still,
1: and you can see that it's still its part. You can definitely see that in the movie, um, um, and that's why I like it. But that's one of the elements that I really like: the female touch and the fact that it's obvious that these things have been carefully thought about um Mm -hmm. i just think that i i don't know it's really hard because the themes the plot elements so much of it works but i don't know how to explain it overall it just doesn't pack the punch that i expected but again i know that i've been biased because everyone was like it's so awesome and so amazing so
2: Before we talk, because I think we're just going to talk about the, our problems before then we go into the end. But before we do that, McLovin has this whole makeup kind of like monologue, right? And like he's saying, oh, why, why do you wear makeup? And stuff like that. And I do not want to sound like naive or anything, right? Because I, but like, is that an exaggeration? Like obviously, oh, I know
1: no! this is one this <laughs>
2: movie
1: got right. It's the way that men behave. That is so. I have had that conversation with like about four men. Yeah, it's definitely a conversation that happens, and it's just like, well, literally nobody asked you, but yeah, it is. I feel like I I think it is definitely good that you are asking whether you're being naive because I think a lot of men don't get to interact with men the way that we get to interact with them Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of things that might be like oh surely this is just corny surely no one would ever say that well they are saying it and that's just (laughs) the truth right um yeah that's that was accurate I would say that most of the even the the pediatrician Mm -hmm. who's a character I actually really enjoyed the way that they handled that um that is yes those guys do exist like there's a scene where he says where she asks him oh you still hang out with those guys and he goes ah they're not so bad really um and it's just it is part of the whole message you know people are really willing to excuse certain things because it's like Mm -hmm. well these are my college buddies and you know it's and it's all seen as this sort of rite of passage you know we're young you know it's always Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we were foolish you know, yeah, to yeah. yeah. it's always, yeah, culture has changed, things are different, which is just bullshit, because what was wrong was always wrong. But um, mm-hmm. it is really interesting that you guys, like, picked up on that. Like, I didn't think you would, because I didn't write anything about it, because it was so, like, yeah, whatever.
2: Um, no, yeah, because, like, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, Bancolet doesn't know what women are <laughs> going to go. It's just that, that, just the words, the, his combination of words, I'm just like, is this just, like, and i think again it plays into the whole fact of like are we the movie is fighting be- between reality and like an exaggeration right so it's like how get out is is a bit of get out is a bit of an exaggeration right even though it's based on fact it's like these guys are moving brains into yeah, like, that's like, an yeah. exaggeration right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i was thinking is this yeah. like is that is what mclovin is saying is it like because it's just anyway because uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. like this
3: nothing nothing will surprise me from I've yeah, I've heard some mental Yeah, about yeah, like the, at this point, yeah.
2: Anything uh, like nothing will surprise me. But well, um you mentioned him. Let's talk about Bo Burnham Bo Burnham is really good in this.
1: No, he's really good in this.
2: Ryan, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus Christ, what an incredible performance. Yeah.
1: No, definitely. When the scene where she shows him that video is incredible. He does so well in that scene. And the scene, you know, when, you know, when he asks her to come up to his apartment and then he does the whole, no, 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 no. I can really, you know, take that, that was so, so good. I really did enjoyed that. Did you think that was genuine um, but or did you think? I think it was actually. That's one of the things I liked about his character. Mm-hmm. He was, he was what I feel was the, the bit that was meant to make the audience think the most Um, in two mm-hmm. ways. Um, mm mm-hmm he was that person because the movie goes pursuit of revenge, pause to do this romance with this guy, then back to revenge because she's confronted with the reality of who this man is. And it's like, she's robbed of normalcy because of she's confronted with the truth, which is really, I think one of the more important messages of this film that a lot of the people who are involved in this crime or a lot of us in general, you know, like, we, we are allowing ourselves to be in this sort of dishonest happiness where we're accepting things we know are bad because mm-hmm. we'd rather just not deal with the harm that saying the truth causes. Um, and then you have him, as I feel, he really, I feel, gets the audience to think and consider the question, how do you respond when the people you love do something really fucked up, right? Because um, I feel like he was the most believable nice guy you know
4: Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. all
1: the nice guys in the film he was one of the most nice and also genuine in that he actually did like her i i did believe that he wanted to pursue a relationship with her but he was also not really a nice guy because he was willing to protect bad people and i feel Mm -hmm. like we're meant to Look at him and think about ourselves, but we're also meant to see a bit of ourselves in him. Because who do we protect when it's just uncomfortable mm. to 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 say the truth or to? Because you, you know, you know, it's it's the one of the main things of the film is like, you know, I heard in just from somebody talking about another um rape um, ju- um novel, you know, people trust the he in the he said she said, and it's just like it's so hard and with. The thing you mentioned about the casting is very deliberate because when you have an idea about someone, you don't want to believe that they can do something bad. We put in yeah. our friendship, people don't even have to do something as heinous as like rape or assault someone. Even when they just do minor things that are just distasteful, you don't want to think that of that.
3: You don't want to believe that they've actually and, and could actually do this it. The thing yeah. that
1: you said about reality and fantasy being a struggle, that is also the dilemma of a lot of the. Characters. you want the ideal of the person that you love you don't want yeah. them to be a person who can do bad things as all of us can do bad things and that's why i really really liked that performance and i really really loved that part of the story because to me that was one of the more like more compelling messages of the film
3: yeah it's also just kind of back on what you said when she shows him the video and she's about to leave you kind of see him like switch up and literally show her his real colors. I think he said he called her like a failure or something yeah. like that. When she actually showed him who he really was, then he now kind of showed her like to her face. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think re-roll really well done just um, the Ryan character because the movie kind of um like um had said it basically just because the revenge for her, like kind of pauses for a bit and basically turns into like a rom-com for about fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. And, and you, need,
2: you need to believe in the rom-com. You need to believe yeah. in the rom-com. Yep. And yeah, I, did. Like, I, yeah, the rom-com. I did. 100% I believe in the rom-com. I did. Really good chemistry as well.
1: Yeah, they have good chemistry too. The scene where they dance in the is it like a pharmacy or something?
2: Let's talk about that scene. Oh,
1: really? Now. Okay.
2: Free I've advice. In the pharmacy before. Free advice. If, if you, either of you is so in love with someone, that you indulge them when they start creating a music video to a Paris Hilton song and then join them just know it's it's done like you're, you're done with that Be like
3: oh that was Paris Hilton wasn't it yes it was
2: because yeah that person has your destiny locked up in his safe like it, it's done if somebody, if you're doing that in a pharmacy with someone and just it's done just forget about it it's a wrap that was my best scene just and my best that, that scene the straight the out, montage yeah. is, my, is my best in the film that's it's just I could watch that over and over again it's just like the chemistry is just there and you can tell that it's a lot of improv like, it's Bo Bonham just doing random stuff and Kerry mm. Mulligan has to, like, follow along and sing along. and You can just Put tell, like, it's it, just... Yeah. I do think Bo Bonham kind of, like, improved a lot in the film because, like... And I think it's part of the chemistry is why the chemistry looks so good because like some of her laughter actually feels like... Because, obviously, he's a comedian. So I think, like, some of her laughter actually feels like she's laughing. Yeah. Like, the whole, do you think people think you're my daughter from behind? I cannot believe that Emerald Fennell yeah. wrote that down. If she did, then she's an incredible comedic writer. But it's just... Yeah, he's yeah. just his character it's yeah. I was um I was full on I was I had, I, gr- I believed in the rom-com. I was like because you need to believe in the rom-com to actually believe that even though you know it's not happening, but you have to believe that Cassie has put the revenge on pause or even just stopped it and you can only believe that if you believe in the life she's going to have with Ryan, which would look good cuz Ryan it's a he's a hit with he with her mother and dad. Even though her mother doesn't understand his jokes like is a hit with her only friend. Yeah. I'm like, you, you believe it. Speaking of, at what point did you guys know that Ryan was in that video?
1: I knew from the moment that she, from the moment she brought it out, I was like, bloody hell, he's gonna be in this video. Isn't he? Yeah, gonna, this is gonna be one that like ruins everything. I just, I just knew. I was just like, oh, um. But yeah, but sorry, just quickly speaking of Alison Bree, like I really did like that the film had a range of villains um, mm. and it and it didn't just have the predators in the club or the rapists it also had the enablers which were the lawyer, the dean the girl, so like
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, institutionally it was the lawyer and the dean um, and the best the one who was her friend who kind of went to the whole victim blaming slut shaming thing, you know, you're yeah, drunk so society, all the time and you stick yeah. around or,
0: yeah, yeah you, know, yeah,
1: you, you, you're gonna get raped. So I really did like that, and it just was like showing how people are will be complicit no matter who they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think it kind of also says how like internalized misogyny is even between like um, women as well. Like how she kind of made that comment on, you know, she shouldn't have been lying about and being drunk that night and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you always hear this comment on, you know, why is she wearing that like a short skirt? And if she wasn't wearing a short skirt. Like even hear it from other women as well and you're just like, what does that even mean? When did I know that this guy was in the video? Probably. I didn't. I wasn't really expecting that, to be honest. Like that was a big, yeah, that's kind fair. of twist and shock fair. for me. And
2: I think if you're if you're not expecting then it must have been heartbreaking for you. When, <laughs> very, very. Once when I heard, voice, heard his voice, his voice Ryan, yeah. Ryan, I was like, shit. Because he, I was even. I'm. I'm hoping. I'm like, okay, maybe there's a way she can do her revenge, and she has like a quote-unquote happily ever after with, with Ryan. And then when Alison is like, there's a video. I'm like, oh no, yeah, Ryan's in this video. This is this is it. This is it. Um, I'm sorry to anyone yeah. that's listening if our conversation really seems talk. all over the place because just like the movie, it is all over the place. Um, but Gosh. I think we need to talk about... We need to talk about two things. And you just put up and I, I can talk about them. We need to talk about the Dean, the whole interaction with the Dean, and then we need to talk about the lawyer, Alfred Molina's character. Now, when she does that thing with the Dean, I personally was like, oh, okay, Cassie, you're not a good person. Because you've just kidnapped a teenager. Yes. This is like, this yes. is bad. This yeah. is a crime. I don't know if I can, if I can really support I you here. Though.
1: I was happy though. I was like, finally yeah. got some gusto. Do you remember, I feel like I would have felt less happy if the teen wasn't so annoying. But I was like, girl, you need to be kidnapped. <laughs> you need to shut up. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> you you can't just be kidnapped. give a random person your go, phone and just that's let that's them that's go away
1: entered the car with a stranger because she told you you're gonna meet your favourite band like are you an idiot? You know what? No. You're right she you're right
2: she deserves to be kidnapped yeah I I, I, even, I agree with you I agree with you. Just hopping in a stranger's car because of her oh.
1: She actually needed like to just have some reality smack into her but yeah the interaction with the Dean was um, interesting because yeah it was back to what I said about the title because the woman in the, the Dean even said like oh I wasn't gonna ruin a young, young man's life based on mm-hmm. like a uh, unfounded accusation um to be fair though, like that scene felt pretty um routine um i was i was expecting it, it it went how i expected it to go i wasn't really expecting the woman to be like oh i totally regret what i did yeah no mm-hmm. i just was
2: but if i told you that cassie is gonna kidnap the dean's daughter and then talk to the dean what gender do you think the dean will be
1: oh a man definitely.
2: Male I think that's that is, that yeah. is what that, that is what that is the subversion there. It's like the fact that the Dean was a woman yeah.
4: and the same woman
2: yeah. didn't help this fellow woman who was raped. And I think that's that's what that scene is meant to do. Um
1: Yeah. But it was her allegiance to her job over her mm-hmm. allegiance to her gender. So that was really yeah. I think that did a really mm-hmm. good job at highlighting and um it's the same with Alison Breeze. She's and her allegiance to her future and her perfect life over an allegiance to her friend, um yeah. and it, it really just shows the way that a lot of allyship just is really just so fake, and rude. Yeah. like it's, it's so conditional, is what it is. Actually, um you, they're not going to sacrifice their p- position or profession. You know, the, they always say, "Imagine if it was your sister, or your daughter, or your best friend," and that was the only way she was able to feel that fear and that discomfort because of her daughter. Otherwise, it just would not have mattered to her. Really.
3: Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I think the movie also kind of plays upon um, uh, different peoples. And like For example, with Alison Brie's character and the Dean, um, mm-hmm. I think they're Ill, they're only able to realise the um, wrongs of their actions when it's basically been turned back to them. So in the case of the Dean, it was basically kidnapping the daughter mm-hmm. and putting the situation right in front of her and Alison Brie's character, which was uh, Madison, basically, you know getting her really drunk and with the whole guy taking her back to the hotel and you know she's just mm-hmm. like oh shit this like happened to me and maybe like it was, it's all like because everyone in the movie almost everyone in the movie is a piece of shit and it's all about not her dad everyone is just not her dad not, not, not her dad Can't see and Brian. how everyone like like when she's brought this to people like we'll get we'll get to from Elena's character which was, the, mm-hmm. was the, lawyer. the the lawyer so there was the lawyer's reaction and then there was the dean and Alison Brie's reaction on where, you know, the lawyer was, knew he fucked up and had, you know, basically was looking for some kind of justice towards himself and was basically like he's, he had all, you know, had that sense of regret all for his life. And I think that's probably definitely why, you know, she forgave him. But in the sense of those other two, they weren't able to recognize, like, they're all basically looking out for themselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, human beings are selfish. And...
0: Yeah,
4: no,
1: yeah. Um, I was surprised with the lawyer scene because I was like, because he was the only one who was sort of waiting for his day of reckoning.
2: Yeah, do you have any other points on the lawyer scene you want to say? Hadja, no,
1: I'm good,
2: Banky. You're a lawyer, you probably I, must have a lot lawyer. Can, say about that can scene. we stop calling me a lawyer on this podcast? Can we, <laughs> can we, can we, can we stop doing that? <laughs> I'm
1: <your> lawyer, sadly <laughs>
2: Oh, you think she's a lawyer? Some lawyers in this point,
1: oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm not done no degree,
2: but I will be soon. So knock on wood. Um see, I didn't see, like see. the lawyer scene. That was when I first okay. watched it, that was the first point that I was apart from the fact that obviously I was angry that her her revenge on these men, quote unquote, was very mellow and lukewarm. That was the first time that I came out of the film and I was like, I don't I don't understand what's going on here. Like I d I don't know <laughs> I don't know what this film is trying to do or trying to say. I don't understand the power dynamics in the scene because all of a sudden, even though this guy is being very repentant, it seems like Cassie is the one
0: mm-hmm.
2: like cowering. It seems like he's imposing on her. Like,
4: yeah.
2: yeah, she's afraid. He's he's on his knees and like putting his head his head in her laps, but she's also quite scared. I, I don't understand the power dynamics. I don't understand yeah. why she forgives him because I'm like, <laughs> just because he's repentant doesn't mean she forgives him because the audience. I don't think the audience will forgive him. Why are you forgiving this guy that basically, no, I, don't basically think, I don't think she was expecting it? Yeah, but is that enough to forgive you? Yeah, uh, so I'm she wasn't expecting it. I, I, uh,
1: okay, so these are, these are some of the problems I have with the movie. Oh my god. Yeah, you've you've just hit, you finally got me to be able to sort of articulate it. That scene gone. um I thought the same, but then when we got to the end I was like, Okay, so this scene was generally just a plot device. So that when yes, we got to exactly. the end, it was pretty much useless otherwise. But this thing you said about, oh, did they expect us to forgive him? This was one of the problems I had with the film. I felt like I didn't really understand Cassie as who she was, other than a vessel for this Nina revenge Mm. plot. And that was one of the problems with it. I felt like I hadn't even been invested enough to know whether I wanted to forgive these people, whether I wanted to forgive her. This thing you said about asking earlier whether she was a good person or a bad person, whether you could side with her or not, I felt like I was never really able to answer my own question. I felt like what I was doing was siding with women. I wasn't siding with her. And for me, like, I, that was one of the problems I had with it. I felt like she was not really fleshed out, which I do think is sort of deliberate in that like, there's some style choices later that I feel sort of called back to this thing about, um, you don't need to like know her, love her, care about her to sympathize for her. I guess maybe maybe it's deliberate that we're only meant to care for women. But yes, in a scene like that, it just didn't like make sense to me. I was just like, what? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That scene did feel weird. I was afraid because I looked away to like take dumplings out of the microwave or something, and then and the next thing I saw, this man was just like like this and she looked so scared i was like oh my god has he assaulted her then i rewinded and he had apologized i was
2: like what <laughs> yeah i didn't this scene just didn't work because obviously yes i the only reason he's they show him and his repentance is because y- you need someone to send the tape to at the end right when the end happens but i was just like yep why is she forgiving she's basically calling off the hitman also why is there a hitman for this guy like
3: why, Why is there a hitman there? Like, that was so strange. What
2: was that What, what was guy <laughs> meant to do? Was he was meant to break her knee? What was he,
3: was he, <laughs> what was he doing there? Yeah, that came
2: out of nowhere. Because Alison Bree's character was just gonna like.
1: Yeah, and so that bit I also didn't understand. What that scene, I didn't really understand what was happening. It was like, okay, so she drugged her and made her wake up with a stranger so that she thought she had been raped? What? Like I was still confused. Do you guys know what was happening? No, no, there? I think Yeah happens? no, I I weird.
2: think. I don't think she drugged her. I think she just got her really drunk. I think she knew that this girl, her friend gets really drunk, right? I think what happened was the guy took her up to a room and probably, so she's meant to believe that she had sex with him because obviously she's married with kids. So it's like, I don't think rape, but like had sex and then if it goes out, I lose my family and stuff like that. But yeah, so that is obviously have sex with a guy and I lose my marriage. The other one is, oh, I've kidnapped your daughter. This is how it feels because I've told you that she's going to be in this dorm with, with college boys. And then all of a sudden he's a hitman. For the lawyer. It's just like, that's an incredible jump. Why would you make this jump? <laughs> Came how, out of nowhere, yeah. How you go from oh, gosh, making you think you no, had sex with a no, man to a hitman?
1: Wait. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I even forgot about the hitman with the lawyer. And then you just pointed it out.
2: And back to what we says, like, Cassie forgives this guy because I guess he's repentant. But like, that is not enough. That cannot be the, the moral of the story. I don't know. That scene just yeah. didn't work for me. The more I thought about it, the more confused I got, and more I was like, "This does, doesn't work." I don't understand the power dynamics. I don't understand. There's some interesting imagery that she does there. The, you see the guy's pillow on the couch, which obviously tells you that he's been sleeping on his couch. I just think that's that's incredible filmmaking. Like it's just a little thing that gives you a whole backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Set up the whole stuff. Yeah, it yeah. yeah. doesn't it. Did it well, but like just like the essence of the scene. If you cut out every section, like the, you know how she does one, two, three, four into parts and whatever everything can can be you can explain every single one right but this one i'm just like i i can't explain it, it doesn't make sense man i was because it's, it's like right in the middle of the of the movie so it's like when i watched it that was the first time i came out and i was like yeah. and speaking about what you said about not understanding cassie's motivations i hope cassie's as a character do you think that's because we don't actually know or understand cassie and Nina's relationship we just know that they were friends. Like, yeah. we are never yeah. shown what their relationship because, really was. Only yeah, told.
1: This is a huge torch to your mate. Like, I love my friends, right? Like, to be honest with you, I would probably die for a lot of my friends. But like, still, like, this is a lot. You know, this is a lot. Like, at some point, I was like, okay, with the necklaces as well. I was like, okay, are they love? Were they lovers at some? point?
3: Yeah, you that's kind like, of why I thought it, as well. It feels
1: like it, it, it's insinuated that they were lovers mm. at some point. Um, especially never when that, you know. goes to the cabin and she's like, she was just Nina and she was just all these things like, like obviously you love your friends, but the way I feel like Mulligan delivered those lines felt very like wistful, like she was sort of like reminiscing on like somebody that she really like was in love with. So I was like, okay, like maybe yeah. So I definitely think that that plays a part, and also just like we don't really get anything to her other than she lives in her parents' house. This is her revenge. The bits we get of her in the rom-com, I thought, okay, maybe I'll care about her a bit more. But those, I feel, were quite, you know, obviously the montage trope and all of that. Mm -hmm. I was more, I feel, focused on making us like the Bill Burnham character than Mm -hmm. her. I feel like those scenes made me enjoy him more, because I guess I'd been familiar with her, so I didn't really pay attention to her all that much. Those scenes kind of made me feel like, oh, this is meant to endear me towards this guy and see a future mm-hmm. with him the way that I guess she was in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: hmm Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't understand the alfred Molina scene. It didn't work for me. <laughs> I understood why I didn't get to do it at the end because of what happens at the end what we're about to talk about now. Yeah. Uh, but it just didn't work for me and I just it it just threw the whole thing out of loop for me. Um, we're going to talk about... The end, or rather, the endings of this film, right after this break. Promising young woman ending explained. Google search. <laughs> I wonder how many people have no. I've tried to. I'm trying to look for the meaning of this this movie's ending. Um, let's talk about the ending.
1: The endings, okay. Yeah.
2: Um. Uh, start with, start with you had Let's. What were your thoughts? Um, I
1: thought it was. Very good. Well, Which one? yeah, where she sends them a text and says, you know, enjoy the wedding.
2: The um, second one. The, yeah. the, the real, the real ending, I guess. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The real ending. Yeah. Um, I, 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 remember I saw an interview of Final basically saying that she was like going to leave it, just you know, them just burning her, but she decided against it. And she was like, oh, this woman is so, like, meticulous that so there was no way that she would have just done that without, like, a backup plan or contingency. So I was like, okay, that was believable, you know, enough from what we see about Cassie. Um, and, yeah, I, I did like it. I thought it was good because I think that it, it carried on the message of the film, which was that, like, um, it was realistic in that the woman had to die. <laughs> but... Um, it was also, it, it balanced everything out. And then everything else sort of felt worth it. Because if it had just ended, ended, ended like that, when she didn't really v- vigilante in the beginning, then she paused to fall in love. And then no real vigilantism in the end. It would have been kind of annoying. So I, I, I like that it delivered on the revenge part of the revenge thriller. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I will say.
2: So you like the endings of the film? Yeah that's <laughs> chris fire why are you asking her like that I no know, no I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just let's have the final because it's it's a real like this is a controversial ending it's like it's not even like it's it spits opinion yeah so i need to confirm
1: There's like critical problems with it but i i like it overall
2: well okay what do you think of the critical problems with it i
1: guess that i mean the fact that the woman has to die that's
3: oh, Basically, two men had to die for <laughs> you know the for the, that guy to be exposed. For The scales mm. to be
1: balanced. Like, I think one of the things that obviously, um, you know, you hear a lot of female actors and female writers talk about how like trauma must always rebuild a woman. You know, she just comes out of it stronger, like a phoenix mm-hmm. in ashes or something. And I like that trauma does not rebuild this woman; it kills her. Um, it doesn't make her st- stronger. Really, it just, I guess she's still able to just fulfill what she needs to, like her mission gets completed. And then there's also just like the the, the like the text thing is a bit corny, but I mean I just scheduled
2: messaging. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know there a thing you could do. Schedule messages. I was like okay. Yeah, I, was like,
1: I was like what?
2: Yeah. I don't know that was it did. Um Obia, what are your thoughts on the endings of this film?
3: Uh so I mean the first ending was really um especially when he, the guy, Al, is actually, you know, kneeling on um, Cassie's neck on and the camera so is just long. there. It goes um, off the He long. holds, is it like what, over two minutes, about three minutes or so? And it's so time. uncomfortable. And it's, yeah. Death is terrible. But anyway,
2: <laughs> the, your, the second. Is that your big boss <laughs> for this
3: episode? If anyone who didn't know. The second ending was fun. Not, not, it was fun in the way that she kind of got back at them, mm-hmm. but like. As it's obviously it's flawed as well. But at the same time, it just, the guy is going to get done for murder. He's still not going to get done for right. yeah. the actual sexual assault and rape. So well, basically.
2: Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, he's sorry.
3: kind of, well, this is kind of from what we know, because they arrested him for murder. So that's kind of what they yeah. said. Well, Alfred Molina's and character
2: has the video. So,
3: unless has the video, video so, so maybe it's implied that he'll also get done for rape as well, because there's literally evidence there. But um, it's just. Um, Terrible that just for this guy to be brought to justice, this guy and his friends, and that two people had to die. Yeah, and that is like it's good that she got her revenge at the end of the day, but like she's dead and her friend is dead, and it's just a really I can't. It was a bit bittersweet. Was that the word? And yeah. just quite unfortunate as well. But um, I really do like like I'm not like a fucking psychopath or anything, but the way the director just showed i'm going back to the first ending like how ugly death like is especially when someone is killing somebody because when you watch movies you know you like watching all these serial killer movies and you know who doesn't like a good serial killer movie and murder mystery and stuff but when you're actually seeing someone kill somebody mm-hmm. and it's really uncomfortable and it's just like how can somebody do this I'm just it's like
2: stop please stop yeah you just, just like stop stop, stop.
1: yeah and I really liked about it as well because it goes back to this nice guy thing you know he starts off the scene like I love my fiance I don't want to cheat on her even though I'm on my bachelor weekend I'm such a nice guy and because of that painfully uncomfortable two and a half minutes because that's that's how long it takes to you know choke someone out and you can watch that he... Well,
2: like, medically, like, confirmed.
1: Yeah, she asked... Her stepfather's, like, a police officer. And for oh, now... Man.
2: Oh. Yeah,
1: she asked him how long... One
4: really and a half minutes. Yeah, how Jesus. Long
1: to, to, for somebody of this size and this size, how does it take to murder... Like, to choke them and murder them? And that's the real size. And that's the accurate... It's actually the accurate time stamp that it takes. And I think... One of the great things there is that he doesn't relent because he knows he knows what he's doing in that moment. The length of it shows you that he's actually deciding to kill her. And I love that after she dies, you just never see her face again. Mm. Like her hand just dead and her body just dead. And I think it goes back to the thing I said earlier about, oh, maybe the movie is asking me to root for women rather than it is asking me to root for Cassie. Cassie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She then becomes, like, sense. faceless. Um And you're just left with the, like, okay, like, these these people have just murdered her and they're going to, you know, um cover it up. And, and one of the most harrowing scenes for me, really, was when he hugs him and he's just like, you've done nothing wrong, you're going to be okay.
0: Oh, I man.
1: was like, what the hell? That was really so effective and so well done because that is really what these people are like they're just like you're like a blip on their radar a Mm blemish on their path to greatness that's just who you are and like yeah it's really really harrowing to watch these men affirm themselves of these like false truths um about who they are the people that they have to believe they are to carry on surviving and it just goes back to like what i was saying earlier about this sort of dishonest happiness that you find a lot of the people the characters in, but it's it is just yeah that scene is really really powerful i think
2: do we think cassie knew she was going to die or was she just hoping for the best expecting the worst i think she was i
3: think she went in there knowing that any anything could happen mm. so i'll probably go for the hoping for the best expecting because the worst. because there's some weird of
2: choices from both cassie and emerald for now and like throwing away the license plates the fact that we see that like they don't they don't cut that out
1: i i didn't think about it before you asked the question but now i actually think i think she wanted to die
2: wanted oh wow wanted that's
1: or like that's she was like, dark. i know um, but i don't like you've mentioned some things now and that's the only really way i can read it otherwise it's just odd and i don't want to make it seem like she hasn't done it well when all these other things are done well. So
2: maybe... No, that's the thing. It's very, it's very intentional. The fact that that whole... That, that, especially the fact that she throws away the license plate and puts the key on the, um, where the tire. That's very intentional for Emery for now. That she left that in the edit. She didn't cut it out. Like, I just don't know what it means. But I know it's mm-hmm. intentional. Like, that's not a mistake. She knows why. Because it's very easy to remove that and just cut it to her walking up the, the road. I just don't know what it means um before i talk about my impressions about the endings i just need to like max greenfield is incredible in this in the little time that he has in this film his reaction to max greenfield as schmidt as the guy that Being plays dishbag dish friend. friend yeah his reaction to finding yeah. out that she's dead is i've i've revo- I watched that so many times he's like his facial reaction is like like, oh it was God. like, is this the 90s? It? Oh, but I was like, yeah, he's incredible. Even when, like, when when they're burning Cassie and he's just standing, his dance during the wedding when the people are playing the bongo drums. It's just, he's just having a great time in the little time that he has in the film. The endings. So obviously, like we said, the first ending is incredibly painful to watch and just very upsetting, right? But upsetting the <laughs> fact that like, in the way death is upsetting, as obi remarked on very we didn't know before um terrible (laughs) but it's the ending that i'm more accepting of if that makes sense i prefer the first ending to the second ending i prefer when she dies because even though I, I, i can imagine if that was the actual ending i'll be very annoyed when i watch it i'm like that's very annoying and everything but then when you think about it it makes sense because like you said that's the reality of like most people just like nina most in people, situations, are, yeah, yeah, who are victims will probably end up dying before they get any form of justice. So that's very realistic in that sense. It's also very—it's also a very sharp turn into like very graphic violence from a movie that has been really candy-colored, right? Hey. Obviously, it's yeah, hey. it it hints at some violence throughout the movie, but it never really gets there. And all of a sudden, you're just watching this guy choke out this woman for twenty minutes with his knee on her neck, like that's just obviously very disturbing image to watch. So it's like, it's just a very sharp yeah, turn. Like, because if, even Cassie, you're like, Wait, Cassie, your plan is to write Nina all over his body. Where has that come from? Like, I've never known you to have such tendencies. Like, how is that thing? And it's like, yeah. but I am okay with the first ending. Conceptually, I understand it. I understand that most women wouldn't get justice, but I really don't like the second ending. I really don't like it. I, I I don't emotion. like the, I don't like the fact that the police basically become the heroes because the for the yeah, whole that that's, yes, a, that's yes, she's yes. basically trusting the police yeah, yeah.
1: to
3: you know serve judgments when they you know couldn't go by Nina in the first place so
1: and they couldn't even find her in the second place really if like the text hadn't happened right they were gonna mm-hmm. let her go and be like a, oh you she's just a missing person who's unhinged and probably has just gone to off herself or, you mm-hmm. know, like, you you show that they are incompetent. Like, you show that these institutions are incompetent, but then they're not at the end of the film. I definitely, definitely see.
2: Yeah, because the police are, by all accounts, the secondary antagonists in this film. After, obviously, our being the main, the, the rapist, it's the police and institutions, like, the dean and stuff like just... yeah, the, Yeah, the secondary villains, the lawyers, those are, the villains and now all of a sudden yeah. you're trusting them to be the hero or you're making them the hero. I just didn't like and and when I think about it, it made a very direct parallel to get out. In that yeah. when I watched get I to get out in a very packed cinema, right? And when the police car yeah. comes or Same. when Leo Rell's car comes, right, with the police light, my entire
4: cinema goes
2: but exactly everybody goes oh no because like these guys are the villains the police are the villains of a black story no matter if, whether they're they are or not like you, you expect the yeah. worst right or like oh yeah. this is this is this is bad. and obviously even in the in the get out deleted ending like the original ending that Jordan Peele removed when the police do come he doesn't get a yeah. happy ending he goes to jail because that is what will happen right so it, yeah it, the weird. police do all of a sudden become the heroes in this movie. So why should they, be in Get House, why should they become the heroes in this movie, in Promising Young Woman? It's like, it doesn't, we can't, like, it just It just didn't work for me because, like, you can't make them the hero. If, if the movie had ended, honestly, with Alfred Molina's character, maybe if it was one that led the charge and got them into jail or whatever, even though I don't think I'd have been as okay with it, I think I'd have accepted out a bit more because it's like, Okay, you've tried to show that this guy's repentant, and this is him doing this, right? So, so you've you've ha- you've you've gone through the work of showing that he's a different person without seeing whether I like it or not. So maybe it's just like we can't give audiences a movie where Cassie dies without giving them a little bit of just like a little bit of justice, right? So we're like, let's how do? You... But I just don't like the wow. justice coming through to the police. It just doesn't work for me. Not only is it propaganda, it doesn't work <laughs> with real life because again it's like again like the police we've not seen the police anyway look anyway it's <laughs> like um <laughs> it's but again it's like the movie fighting between what will happen which is the first ending yeah. with the fantasy which is the second ending like that constant battle is going on throughout the movie and you need to pick a side of where you stand yeah. to give us the proper ending but again the problem is that a lot of what i'm saying obviously throughout this throughout this episode is i'm speaking from a male point of view and yeah a woman might not care that the police is the one giving the justice because it just wants justice, right? So the fact that they're getting justice is is fine fine for them. So
1: I generally gave up. (laughs) I was like, well, this movie is just going to do whatever the hell it wants to, isn't it, right? So I was just happy that she just didn't die for nothing. That was honestly, because I was like, because as you've said, the movie just didn't pick a side. And I didn't expect it to by the end of the film because it hadn't done it throughout. So I guess I was mm. really shocked with the way that it turned... I guess I was shocked in the that like, I was like, oh, yay, like it's not going to be so sad. But, right, there were things that were still sad, right? You know, I, I can't lie. I doubt the pediatrician's going to go to jail. He's going to probably get a lawyer that will say, well, he was just a watcher and he was so young.
2: Yeah, but I don't so, can he can he go to jail? Is there anything for wants to go to jail for? I think I I, know, yeah,
1: because you don't have marathon laws in the US, right? You don't get penalized for for, for like omissions, right? You you're, yeah. you're not gonna they're not gonna be like you didn't act to save her, so you're wrong. I guess maybe the only thing you could do is like you witnessed a crime and you didn't report it. But like
2: yeah.
1: even so I'm guessing
2: the statutes of imitation on that is probably quite true. Oh that's true.
1: Like there's just not gonna happen. So yeah. I, I do feel like there are things that still go left, like are quite sad about the ending still, and are still quite realistic. Um, and even now, like in death, like I know you did. You notice that the necklace that she puts on, she puts on, is Nina's necklace. Nina's
2: mm-hmm. not her necklace, yeah. And exactly. yeah, no, she gave, she gave Levin Cox. Yeah. Her on her side, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So you know, like. It's still sad. Like, it's still, like, a bit miserable. Like, they're both dead. She's also no longer going to be Cassie, whoever she was. She's going to be a victim. That's who she's Mm -hmm. remembered as. And as you said, the police become the hero of the story, so she doesn't even become the person who avenged her friend. She just is a victim in the process. Like, there's still a lot of, like, realistic themes that stick. However, I guess... Yeah. Because I think... She, I guess she just wanted to give people a silver lining like, I guess it's not all bad you know, like, <laughs> something yeah, but now that you say it I do kind of, the threads are coming loose and it's a bit but yeah, I don't
2: know well, this movie have been better as a fantasy than as a tragedy? Django as opposed to Get Out very, these are not the same and does are the first thing like, to my mind, but like, you get what I mean like, Django is a fantasy, he, he rises up he kills his slave master and he gets the girl while Get Out is, is a tragedy his girlfriend, his <laughs> made racist cult and stuff like that. So this movie, because this movie, this movie cool. never knows what it is. Like it has the colors of a fantasy. I think it has the colors of a fantasy, and it's a fantasy for like two hours, and it's a tragedy for like ten minutes. If that, that makes that's sense. What so like
1: Obi said, earlier, I don't know. Right? Like maybe if it was all. A
2: dream, basically. It's not a dream, but, like... yeah, I'm, just like, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you guys, like, it yeah. explains so many things if you say it was a dream. It, it might be stupid, but it explains so no, many no, things. No,
3: no, no, no. Come on, no, no. no. If it's a dream, I don't, I'll... I'll be on this ever. podcast if it was a dream. It's
4: all a dream. No. <laughs> That's the worst. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, uh,
2: it's terrible, but it would explain <laughs> a lot of things. It'd just be terrible. Yeah. Oh, I one think thing I should right. say, though, is um, the moment when... When they are the wedding, and then obviously the tally comes up with five. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's. I good. liked that. That was like that, that was very good for me. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, that was that was actually just very good. Well done. i just I was like, yeah, yeah, you got me. That was just very good because I'd forgotten. I forgot about the tally and it does five. Yeah, I'm like, yeah that's perfect. So that what, that tally, what was that supposed to be representing? But obviously, you know, in her book, she's tallying the men. Right. It's, uh, so it's, that, it's her tally for her revenge I, for Nina. So the first two, the first one is Alison Bree, then yeah, the dean, yeah. then the lawyer, then... Who's four?
1: Ryan. Ryan, there.
2: Ryan. Ryan. Ryan four? Wait, Ryan is... No, no, no. Four is the is the stripper, the bachelor party. Then five is the end. Yeah. Ryan was not part of it. Sorry,
1: yeah. Uh, Ryan
4: wasn't part of okay.
2: it. Okay. I think after the Oscars... More people will know about this movie, and I think I think this movie is going to connect a lot with. I don't want to sound derogatory in any way, but like superficial viewers, so people that are not gonna yeah think That's about cool. it as intense as as we yeah. as we would yeah because I think be- on the surface it's like a really
3: like this is a really amazing movie, but I feel like once you watch it again and again and again, it just looks more.
2: You can pick movie? up pick up all the holes and all the flaws. Yeah, it's and- like Breaking Bad. Oh, do not! Are you mad? <laughs> oh, the way I'm deleting. Are you? Get, oh, break it! It's, don't I wanted to wake you me. guys off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not break <laughs> <this, laughs>
4: Not this. <laughs> um. Even, uh, um <laughs> but
2: yeah, because I think it it has its point, right? It has its, its thesis, it's fine, and it makes that point. It, it says what it wants to say. It comments about rape culture. It does all of that. It's just that we think in terms of the coherence and the filmmaking. Just, I'm just like, I don't really understand what you're doing here. But anyway, um i definitely think it's a good movie yeah i don't think i think it has its flaws but they're good there are good movies that have flaws they're good movies that yeah. don't really know what they are it's just yeah. it's a good movie um like it definitely does the goes out of his way and you know
3: ask people you know challenges people's ideas of what's good mm-hmm. obviously shows like the whole i think you guys spoke about earlier on about the whole casting of people that have acted in nice roles or mm-hmm. nice guy as people who are kind of douchebags, they only really do it for me. To be fair, I know, like, I think I'm kind of, I know, you know, good people can do terrible things, so that really, mm. doesn't really do much for me anyway. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah but Obi, um, how many how many girl. people have you watched? Did you watch the OC? Look at my exactly. face. You you, did you watch? OC. Did you watch New Girl? I watched, did you watch, Did you watch
3: New Girl? I watched like three episodes of New Girl. Oh, Lord.
1: did you? watch I've And always... it won't hit the
4: same no. for you. Exactly, that's I my point.
3: So it the it's theory. not the but, same. But, it's not the same. But I've watched, uh, but uh, like Superbad, which is another kind of movie that hasn't aged
2: really well. I disagree. I think Superbad. Well, has aged I well. mean, I, 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 I think it's so
1: fitting to, to use Superbad because there's so much talk about. Oh, that's very great. I mean,
3: Jenna Hill's character basically wants to
1: rape women. Oh no! It's not. It's not
3: American Pie. Yes, does age terribly, but it's I think... still
2: really again. Look, actually honestly i haven't watched i haven't watched i haven't watched um what do call it i have i haven't watched superbad in maybe 5 years superbad is like one of my favorite movies but yeah. like that i haven't
1: watched american
2: pie i was like what oh no i haven't, i've never watched american pie can you you, you can close your mouth touch <laughs> i'm so surprised you i just never yeah. i never I never, <laughs> got, I never got it i never got the like i just i didn't want to watch american pie i just never watched it literally um everyone i knew well, I knew like Christopher Mintz Plaster. I knew he yeah, was like, it's was, only like, him. A
4: goofball.
2: It's only him. Okay? But no, yeah. back to superbad, the, thing I, the thing I was about is that I think like Jonah Hill's character, the movie, and also the other characters point out that what he's doing is is weird. Yeah, wrong. okay, right. That's what makes them a movie age. What he's doing can be weird and like that is wrong, but like the, if the movie doesn't agree with it, but
1: he's wrong.
2: then it makes it better. He's, he's rewarded the end, yeah. He's yeah. Look, I'm a. Superbad is not. I'm not holding <laughs> it as the beacon. I don't of, think that that die uh, uh, on this hill, uh,
1: Bunkley. yeah, no, no, I'm so not. Well.
2: I'm I'm not. I'm not dying on the hill. I'm just saying that <laughs> I don't think it, movies have aged worse. That's what I'm yeah, about, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, like, it's not,
4: Yeah, I think. Like I think I can I can
2: watch it with a with a with a guilt-free conscience. It's not the feminist movie of the year. I'm just saying. I I just think like it's, it's not that. bad. but anyway. I mean, um,
1: is this. But, um...
2: Well, I am I'm sure trying to, sure to show up on some lists.
1: Yeah, definitely, I'm um, sure the was on list. It will definitely, funny enough, I actually think Phantom Thread is a more feminist movie than
4: this one. I haven't
3: watched that movie. Oh I can't God, even God, see really? yeah, it. I, I like I, I like PTA, just that movie is like, I watched I read, the thriller. P.T. and Daniel Deleuze. I, th- I thought that was your bag. Not my bag. No, 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 no. I saw him fixing his shoes. I was just like, do I? No, it's
0: not. I it's haven't
3: seen I'd rather watch okay, it, it. it now. This is to, weird. I was I listening.
0: Love it
1: so much.
2: I sound shallow I'll as hell on a movie podcast, podcasts, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to hide behind that. I listened to I listened to a podcast yesterday, and then somebody literally, somebody was like, if you watched the trailer for Phantom Thread, and you were like, this is not for me. Just watch the movie because it's not what is the trailer. And I was like, okay, no, no. maybe I'll go and watch. Because I haven't watched either. Because I saw the trailer, and I was like, I'm not watching this movie. Yet. You guys, might. no, you should <laughs> watch, watch this. Guy just make dresses. You should. Yeah, it's on the list now. It's on the letterbox. Thank you. Watch United.
1: I haven't seen that one. Another recommendation that I would watch, I don't know if you guys have seen it before we get back to talking. Um, the Skin I Live In. I just watched it. You guys have probably seen it. It came out in 2011. It has Antonio Banderas.
2: Is it a horror film?
1: Mm, it's weird, but it's so good too.
2: Oh, I think I've heard of it, but it's no, I haven't heard. What yeah, is going on here?
1: Um, it's the skin I live in. It's by what's his name? Pe- oh God,
2: Pedro Madova.
1: Pe- Pedro Madova.
0: Yeah.
3: What is this? What this, this is freaking me out right <laughs> now. Nice. If I don't sleep tonight, haja I'm blaming you, man. What is this face?
1: Yeah, it's quite interesting. It's quite a good one. I would love to hear what you guys think.
2: I'm, pri- you- I'm not gonna let you. I'm probably not gonna watch it. I'm probably yeah. not gonna watch it. Time, I'll, I'll, so just sleep, I'll just sleep peacefully at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna you. <laughs> um...
4: right
2: Oscars? It's still the Oscars. Yeah, let's talk about the Oscars and then we'll get out of here. Um, so, this movie is nominated for um, five Oscars. Best picture for well, Emerald Fennell and.
3: Etc. Best director and best original screenplay for Emerald Fennell. Best actress for Carey Mulligan and best film editing for Frederick Thoraval. Yeah, five um, in
2: total. It's not winning best picture. Oh, yeah, gone. I don't think it's, it's not winning best picture. I think it's I think it's Nomadland. And if there's any form of like luck, like somebody else, they probably I think Minari comes in second. I'm
1: not say Minari.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not winning best picture. I don't think it's winning best director either. I think again, Cloriza took it to your nomad I think it's winning best. I think it's winning best screenplay. I think it's winning best screenplay.
4: Really?
2: Yeah. So I think we're talking about this the other day, Obi, that um I think in an early episode about how um the Oscars do this thing where there's a movie that just doesn't win. Any- it gets nominated for a bunch so it doesn't win anything, just gets the best screenplay nomination.
1: They
2: did it to Get Out. Get Out, Black Man, Social Network. Like all these movies don't get anything. I just get a screenplay nomination. Yeah, I think this is getting because what they don't nominate um, Trial of Chicago Seven. Ooh, Sound of that's, Metal. That's, that's kind of why I don't think he's going so to win, win The best screenplay.
1: It's not winning. I think. I don't
2: think so I don't think, think, so so think so getting. I know what you guys mean, and I, I, I'll be fine. Oh, it's got yeah. Minari and Sound of Metal on here. It's yeah, it's not winning. It's. I think it's that. between. I think best. Screenplay goes between this and Minari. I think it was two front fronts. I might be wrong. What do I know? I Nothing. Yeah, she's... exactly. You're right. Um <laughs> John Cena. i I definitely think I think I think it I think it wins this. But it could easily lose to Minari.
1: Is Coleman nominated for Best Ac- Actress for the Father?
2: Oh my goodness. Um Best Supporting.
1: Oh, that's it, because if she's nominated for Best Actress, no way Carrie Mulligan's getting it. Um, but um, Francis is going to get it for Nomadland, right?
2: Well, when well. we did our Oscar thing like three weeks ago, it looked like Francis McDormand was, was locked in for Nomadland. But the last two weeks, Carrie Mulligan has, has had. There's been noise. Yeah, been
0: noise.
1: Well, She's been, been
2: on the movie? Oscar trail. She's been on the I man. Been been except to be Violet Davis and Andre. Day.
1: On the campaign. I-
2: the, I don't follow odds, because I, I just I can't be asked to think about odds. But I think the way it seems, like people are like, oh. She's got the best. She's, she's favorite. Yeah. Really? She's I now, because yeah. like, I think Frances Young kind of just plateaued. And now, Carey Mulligan has. But, but it's the thing that the Promising Young Woman wave has been building. Yeah. Because more people are watching the movie now. Yeah. So it's been building. So I do not think Promising Young Woman would finish the Oscars with no win. I'll be very surprised. I think it wins oh, at least one. Not. I, I do not. Either screenplay or best actress. It I, wins some... I think best actress I for me. I
1: think that they would rather not snub it. I think that it would be really weird if they didn't give it anything.
3: I mean, you're
2: trusting the Academy. Like, you know. Do you guys have any final thoughts on Promising Young Woman? Are we all... Opinioned out. Have we said everything that we can think of about this interesting film? Yes, I'm
1: opinioned out. Um, yeah, I think
2: if you somehow listen to this entire thing, maybe you don't care about spoilers. Listen to this entire episode and you, like go watch "Promising Young Woman." I, I don't think I'll tell anybody not to watch the movie. Like, yeah, it's definitely a movie that I think everybody should watch. Definitely, do, like, hundred um, percent. I think that's it, man. I, I think I think we've made our points on Promise Young Woman." Mm-hmm. i think we all like the movie we just we all think like it's has its faults um this was it this was our crossover episode we did it we did our crossover we episode we
3: did it Got shout out
2: mentioned. to our special guest haja and her podcast downtime with haja check it out on spotify and uh, apple music anyway anyway you get your podcast. Um. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for talking about this film with us.
1: Thank you for having.
2: Thank you. Uh welcome back anytime. We we like having. Oh, yeah. I thought you like coming back for like the Godzilla vs King Kong episode. No. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> you, you can do that, but open- I think no. that would be a solo episode because nobody else is in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've been banquelling Mokwede and my co-host has been Og Ifacho. I think it's like going to go through a rebranding now and just do stuff. Is, is, is that what I'm going to call you from that OG future? Yeah. Fr- nah. yeah, as long as you make it official, that, I, can, I can follow along. Uh, shout sorry. out to our producers, Erika Nomani and Chinidui Heji. Shout out to you guys for still listening. Um, shout out to you guys for sharing. Please tell your friends about this podcast. Go watch Promised yeah. Young Woman. Go watch Minari. Go watch Sound of Metal. Go watch all these good movies that came out. Go listen to our podcast about them. And yeah, man, the Oscars are very soon an episode coming out next week that I am very excited about. It's going to be quite a special episode. And yeah, man, everyone, please stay safe, take care of yourselves. We're almost out of this whole mess. And we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And we're out.
4: Super!